This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to the Red Ben TV. It is the uncensored match build-up show between Manchester City and the Premier League champions, the European champions, and the world champions, Liverpool Football club my days not only we're champions of the world and champions of europe but we're also champions of little old england too and it feels fucking great and i cannot wait for this game liverpool against manchester city at the etihad guard of honors will ensue it's going to be fantastic i've got errol i've got georgia i've got ben with me today hello everybody um i'll start with you errol because you're the person that i can see on my screen mate (laughs) champions of little old england Doesn't it? Oh, mate, it's absolutely amazing. I've been bouncing off the walls for days. Do you know what? I've been saying it for weeks when we've been doing these shows and and, and on the the Redmen news and stuff. We we had become the inevitables. And and the more it was just kind of people trying to not want us to win for whatever reason, more of us not wanting to, you know, it'll be null and void. It was just like, no, we will be the inevitables this year and there is nothing anybody else can do about it. And I'm just glad we've wrapped it up in record time. We've got seven seven games to party now and have a celebration. Seven Guard of Honours. You just can't ask for much more, can you? Not at all, not at all. Ben, how are you feeling, mate? Are you enjoying it? Enjoying oh, life? Mate, it's been it's been great. It's like it, it, it's not even properly sunk in yet, and I don't I don't think it will until I see them all with the trophy. Like you know, the day that we given the trophy and there's pictures of them holding it and all that. But honestly, this week's just been just been insane. And you know, obviously I, at the moment I'm living at home, and I, I was just looking at all of the celebrations and and you know with the players and and, and just feeling just this sense of just pride that I've not felt before because it's a new thing for me to be champ the Premier League champions. You know, it's 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 been yeah, it's been um it's been a great week, put it that way. Absolutely. Now Georgia, something special happened on Thursday evening. Do you happen to remember what it was? Oh could you jog my memory if you could I think there was a football game on. It was Chelsea versus somebody, man. Chelsea versus Manchester City, Georgia. And then what happened at the end of the game, mate? Well, Chelsea won, didn't they? So it was ah, a big win for Chelsea. It was yeah, a big win for Chelsea. Is it big for anyone else? Bit of a knock on for that little team in the pool. Like, you know, they kind of done well. But, <laughs> yeah, I, funny enough, I, I was um, 
I we're back training now in like small groups up in Huddersfield, so we were driving back, and every time I seem to be at training. Like last time I was at training, the Barcelona game happened, so we were in the car like watching it on the way home, kicking off on the motorway. So then we're coming back, and Chelsea come back, kicking off on the motorway again. But then because of what's going on, suddenly we hit Liverpool, and everybody was doing the same. And then you start seeing flags coming out and you start seeing people say, so it's just crazy to be like out and people all celebrating. Oh, it was an unbelievably special fucking day Thursday, wasn't it? And and I think look, uh, we can talk we could talk about this all the time. And I'm I won't let you forget that Liverpool are Premier League champions not the show. I think we'll one of us will remind you at least every two minutes, I'm damn sure of that. Um but you know, when we go when we think about this game, it's Thursday night, it's at the Etihad, it's an eight fifteen kickoff. Um Errol, how do you think the players will be feeling going into this game? Confident as fuck. You know, they they'll They'll have, they'll have all the belief that you've ever needed to be like, well, it's the MTAD anyway. So the crowd's never really been a factor for us when we go to this stadium. It's about everything that Klopp's built up until now. And that's that focus point for us. And on top of that, these lads are going to, they're going to clap us onto the pitch and let us know that we're the dog's bollocks. Like, what more could you possibly want? You don't need any more motivation than that, in, given this current circumstances of things. So I think we'll come out the gates flying. And I think we will see the difference in between as to why we've been so far ahead this year. I, I, I really do think we will throw down the gauntlet on them. I agree with you. I think that Liverpool will approach this game like we want to make sure we put a marker down for next season. You know, we, we obviously... We're gonna Ben. We're gonna have the guard of honor. I'm not really gonna ask your opinions on the guard of honor per se because people have got different opinions whether they like it or they don't. But it's something I want to discuss on the podcast later on uh, when we record that. But when we focus specifically on the guard of honor itself, Ben, do you think that will spare City on to put in a good performance, or will it spare Liverpool on? Yeah, um, no, I think it'll spur. I think it'll spur both teams on, but I, I definitely think it'll spur City on because you do have that sense of that's that's what they think we're what we are what they think they should be as in you know they've won the league for the last two seasons and now suddenly they're not only are they having to give a team a guard of honor but it's the first guard of honor and it's the it's the it's the one that they're, they're physically it's the first game in which it's had to happen so they're physically handing that trophy over all of these sort of little metaphorical things that have lined up. But I'm thinking about the big personality that in that Man City squad. I'm thinking like Kyle Walker. Um, I'm thinking like Laporte. I'm thinking Edison. Like those those guys in particular, they're going to absolutely hate the fact that they're having to do this. Um, and I think it'll it'll spur Liverpool on because I, I actually think there's a there's a little bit of pressure on us in this game. You know, it's it's been a great week and being Premier League champions and all of that, but. If we lose this game, it's going to be difficult to take given the circumstances and given the fact that we've been given a guard of honour. So it'll spur Liverpool on as well. I think it's going to be it's going to be really tight. I think you know last season this game this fixture was the best game of the season. Obviously we lost the game, but it was the most high quality Premier League game, one of the most high quality Premier League games I've ever seen. It was so intense. I watched it in Beer Keller in town. 
and it was just you couldn't take your eyes off it and I think it'll be the same again and I think I actually disagree with what Errol was saying slightly before because I think this is the one fixture per season in the last in the last couple of years that City fans have actually shown up for the, the atmosphere last season in that game really was tough and they were booing us like we boo when we when City come to our place and all of that and I actually think that having no fans will will benefit us slightly this time because obviously we'll be able to just show up play our own game hopefully um, and, and and obviously go out to try and you, win it. Do you think that threw us last year then, mate? The fact that there was that atmosphere then? That um, I, I, think, I think it adds to it, yeah. To. I, think, I, think, I think it adds to it, certainly. I mean, obviously, that game rests on the fact that, you, you know, you've got a John Stones clearance that's 0.2 centimetres away from going over the line. Yeah. But yeah. I, I did think that the way... Uh, it was the same in the Champions League game and in, in the season before, where it, obviously it's a game we won, but they get the early goal and the atmosphere that night as well was really powerful. So, it, so yeah. it, I think it's the one fixture that City fans show up for because they try to be us. They go, well, well, Anfield can do it, so let's let's do it for Liverpool. And they, they try and do that, but obviously that, that won't be a factor this time, so I think it's going to be different. Just keeping on the, the Guard of Honour stuff then, Georgia, quickly. Um, Danny Murphy said some things, uh, sorry, some words um, over on TalkSport, I think it was, about Kevin De Bruyne and our side, uh, well, basically pretty much everybody in our, our team not being fit enough to lace Kevin De Bruyne's boots. What did you think about that when you heard that Murphy was saying that? I mean, I think as as a whole, when you when you look at his statements and he's calling the guard of honour stupid in that sense, then I think you're just taking the topic of Liverpool and Man City and Kevin De Bruyne and running away with it because you could go back in history and talk about players that have given a guard of honour that to a team and they're the better players. You you could go back and start naming names who've clapped for other teams who've had you know players who aren't as good or can't fit and that that's the way it works is at the end of the day that team's the one who's won the league whether they they've got brilliant star players or whether they're a team that have just gelled and worked together that, and the god of honor is what it is so to then try and come out and and it, it's not even like he's massively praised kevin de bruyne that he's done it by kind of knocking a whole liverpool side who are flying like it's just a it, i think it was just a real bizarre statement to come out with when given kind of the circumstances because there's the, it's going to happen and there's nothing you can do it's not like Kevin De Bruyne is going to walk through with them because he's better than everyone like it's the most stupid kind of comment to make yeah it's a team Kevin De Bruyne would love to play in this Liverpool team by the way uh, yeah. that's the other thing that I thought of I mean first thing I thought straight away you know if, if De Bruyne was to move this summer because the City's Champions League ban and Liverpool came in for him, he's not going to say no. Everybody every everybody wants to play for this Liverpool side at the moment. There's no way that Kevin De Bruyne sat there thinking he's too good for this Liverpool side. What a load of rubbish. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's a team game, isn't it? You know, when you, when you think about it, obviously, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, as, as far as individual honours go, I think everybody recognises that he's up there with one of the best players in the Premier League. Every Liverpool fan recognises that. But, you know, Van Dijk on the world stage, people have taken more notice of Van Dijk over the last couple of years. He's finished higher in Ballon d'Ors and so with Salah and Mane as well. So well, I just think it's a bit of a bizarre statement. Who was that trying to jump in then? You could even like argue again, say the roles are reversed. City are the ones who are walking through and Liverpool giving the guard of honour. Van Dyke stood there clapping John Stones. Allison stood there clapping and 
Claude, uh, Bravo, if he chose to play. You've got so many players there on a Liverpool side that are better than individual ones on a City side anyway. It's the most silly statement to make just to try and get jump in on something that's relevant. So, Errol, let's talk a little bit about the football then and, and, and let's look at Manchester City specifically before we before we start to focus on Liverpool a little bit later on in the show. You know, Manchester City, Errol, they've played a lot of football right now, haven't they? They've come back and they've had some tense games. They've played the first team quite a lot. Even when you look at the, the game at, at the weekend against Newcastle in the FA Cup, obviously they go on to win that game 2-0. But, all right, Edison doesn't start and, and they've got to bring Otamendi in because Fernandinho's going to be missing for this game. But when you look at the rest of the side, the Bruyne is still there, uh, Mares is there, Silva's there, Sterling's there, Gabriel Jesus plays, uh, Laporte, Mendy, uh, Kyle Walker. It was pretty much a first team. How do you think that will affect Manchester City, especially with Liverpool having sort of a week off? To be honest, I'm not sure it will have too much of an effect on them just because I think they're the type of team that for the last two seasons have been used to playing two games a week. So for them, it's about that rhythm and the from Guardiola having such a big, or all the manager having such a big break, let's say, but him knowing with his squad, right, how can I get you guys back up to speed and performing at the level of consistency that, well, is now not been apparent, but what we need to aim for, the best way to do that is have intense... Um, all moments of intense mass- matters of games and intense moments and just getting on with it and just seeing how we, we come out of the other end of it really because I think for them they have when they've come back have had to automatically focus on the likes of the FA Cup and getting ready for the Champions League so all of this is almost a pre-season towards those tournaments and there's no better way to test yourself and what level you're at than testing the Premier League champions Is that so, why is that why you think they, they got the Aguero surgery done? Because I think he's rumoured to miss about five weeks or something. Now, I, I think he'll be back in time for the Champions League yeah. with, with that new format. I just wonder whether he wouldn't have gone for surgery and they've held off a little bit um, if the Champions League had been playing during the season. Yeah, I think he probably would have. And I think the player would have opted for that as well. But the way the timetables have worked out now, there's an opportunity there. And as... <clears throat> As we're saying now, there's a lot of games to be played and Guardiola's still got a big squad, so he can use that now, but make sure that he's shielding his best players and just giving them the game time that they need when the big competitions come up for them. So it's not a free hit, but I think it's a measuring stick in that mm-hmm. respect. He will expect nothing other than a top top performance from his players and that'll be what he holds them to for the rest of the season. OK, we're going to go and have a big focus on Liverpool in the second part of the show. But before we do that, we have got a fantastic clip from this week's RedmenTV.com special. Now is a fantastic time to sign up. It is just £5 a month. Here's a clip from when Jay Spearing met John Machen and Paul Machen earlier on this week. Jay is someone who grew up through the club. I mean, just... How important the title! Look, the title's been the holy grail for Liverpool for this in, for this entire time, and you know, mm. is, is there just a sense of that when you're within the walls of the club, really? Yeah, there is. From the day you walk in the door, you see all the history on the wall and how many cups and leagues and everything that they've won. Um, and Liverpool is about winning silverware at the end of the day. The history of the club, the stature of the club all around the world is about winning silverware. And when because it, it's been so long, every single year, the first thing that people talked about the beginning of the next season will Liverpool be anywhere near the title it wasn't talked about any FA Cup wins or Carlin Cup wins or Champions League wins it was talked about the Premier League and alright yeah on the way we've won Champions Leagues and we've won Cups and you know what I mean but then ultimately for the fans because it's been so long 
the ultimate prize for everybody, fans, players, staff at Melwood, at the ground, whatever, stewards. It was all about the Premier League. So that's why even more so, it was just that extra special feeling on Thursday night to finally clinch it after so long. And even just the Thursday and the Friday celebrations, imagine what they would have been like even more so if fans were allowed to be outside, if you know what I mean, and like yeah. we're allowed to. Yeah. Um, but I just think being a, someone that's come from like being at the club and played, you can just feel it and in real satisfaction after so long we've, we've finally got what we deserve A lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, so you can check that out, redmentv.com. It is £5 a month. Get over there, sign up, support the show. Thank you in advance. Um, so, Ben, let's come to you on this one. Will Jurgen Klopp play his first eleven in this game? Yes, he will. I think he will. Because um, I think there's a lot on the line here for not only wanting to just get one over City anyway, but as, as sort of alluded to before, you in general, you, you don't want to lose your first game in which you, you've just won the league. You definitely don't want to do it against the team that's just given you the trophy. And I think he'll be desperate to to, to win here. He's not won here. He's not won here for quite a while. He's not won for the last two seasons in the league. I can't remember the season before. OK, we drew. So he's, he's not won here since his first season in charge. Have you got some written on your ceiling? No, I was just sort of flicking through, <laughs> just visually flicking through all the games. Yeah, no. I wish. Um, so he's not won here in the league since his first season, um, and I think I think there's there's a little bit there's a lot of respect, but there's also a, a big rivalry, big rivalry between him and Guardiola. So he'll be looking to get another one over Guardiola, and I think for the fans as well, you'll know how much this game means to us and what it'll mean to to, to not only have taken the trophy off City, but also win and add to their misery. So I think I think he goes with our 11. I think he goes with the same 11 against Palace, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I must admit, Ben, I, I think exactly the same. And, and Georgia, we were saying this last week when we saw the starting 11 for the Palace game. I wonder if that's him going, yeah, play play a couple of games in a week, play the Everton game, play the Palace game, 
and then you can go a week to, to hopefully celebrate um, because we're the Premier League champions and also you know give them that week off because it's going to be an intense game of football Georgia it always is as Ben and Errol have said when you come up against this Manchester City side this is probably one of the best games of the season now uh, the two sides are playing an absolutely unbelievable technical football but to a really high standard of pressing as well um, and Jürgen will not want to lose this game will he? No, I, I think no matter what the circumstances were, whether we were already Prem champs, whether it was going to be the game that decided it, whether it was going to be, you know, no matter what the circumstance was, I always think Jürgen Klopp will be putting a strongest eleven forward for this game, for the sheer fact of, of its city, that we know what standard they can produce. Again, no matter what games they've got coming, no matter what games they've had, this game, no matter where it sits in the season, will always be kind of... It's now the the big game. It's now the one that you look when you see the fixtures come out. So it's going to be massive in terms of that. And then you've got the added kind of pride factor of, you know, you hope that Liverpool just go out and it's kind of a, a victory lap. It's kind of, you know, this is why we're champions of England. This is why you know, we've stepped up again this season. And I think, like you said, when, when Klopp hasn't got other kind of cups and things to worry about, these last few games, I think he said in his interview, like there's a fear that the lads will be lazy or something, but they can't do that. It's not in their nature. I, I think this is just going to be an absolute kind of steamroll of the last few fixtures. I think it's I think it's massively important, Errol, that, you know, when Liverpool, the way in which Liverpool have, have won this league, I think the psychological games for next season begin now. I think Liverpool have to just go, right, right, we're 23 points ahead of you. We're still a better side than yeah. We want to be 26 points ahead of you. Next season, you ain't got a chance either. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's about the when for for me this season, the biggest difference with the way that City have or other teams have approached City is use of the champions. So every team that plays City, it's their cup final. If they get a result over City, it's huge for them. They know that you know they've had a something that they can buzz about for weeks on end and you know it can give teams momentum it can get them out of the relegation zone it can get them closer to Europe if psychologically they get that one over on a city and I think that was what we used to be teams used to before when we when we was back on our rise and you, you know you know watching us back towards the top you'd be saying teams love a game against Liverpool because for them it's that final and a lot of times we would be our own worst enemies and we shoot ourselves in the foot knowing full well for an Aston Villa for a Burnley for a Bournemouth these are going to be their big games now we've got to get ourselves in that mindset to know that that's going to happen all over again they're, they're all going to be gunning for us all over again so as you keep saying these seven games now that we've got is perfect preparation to keep that level and say this is where we hit it from from now on I think as well we've got We've we've broke the record of the earliest you can win it and also the latest and that that was not not our plan but it's what happened. There's still records up for grabs. I, I still think you know 100 points or something that things are getting. In. There's still things that that this team will be pushing for, and you've now got that weight off your shoulders of you've won the league. That that's done now. So now it's just time for you to enjoy your football, to maybe try things that wouldn't exactly come off. I mean, I think we'll start seeing Mo Salah back to the form and the and the kind of and Firmino in the way of they look like they're playing footy on a park somewhere. They're just like linking up and because you've got that freedom now as a player, because that pressure's gone. But like Errol said, I think the mind games for next season starts now and that's breaking records as well. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I want I want the hundred points. I want that one. I mean, I was I was on the radio on Sunday, Ben, and um, they were they said one of the questions was, can they be considered a truly great side if they just win the league this season? Like, do you need to win doubles and stuff like that? And I kind of take the point. I think you know to a certain extent because you know I think you do need to just win more than one side if you are a great one cup if you are a great side. But I think also the consistency of winning the European Cup last year, winning the Premier League, and the fact that we got 97 points in the league does suggest that we are a great side. I do believe next season we can win a cup double or a cup treble, although I keep thinking to myself, I think we'll always struggle with the Capital One Cup until we've got another three or four players through the door. Mm -hmm. Um, It is an interesting thing, though, and and, and let's talk about some of the players that we'll think be involved. I think, you know, you said Jürgen will want to win this game. Um, do you think it is the exact same side as Crystal Palace or might we see that midfield rotated slightly? Because Ox hasn't really had opportunities thus far. It, it's hard to say. I think last season, I think we, we the game changed because Fabinho didn't start this game last season and the game changed when he came on and we got our goal and obviously you know, we, we, we had a really good spell before they scored again. So so I think Fabinho and Henderson definitely play and I think it's just all about that other midfield spot um that, that that's perhaps up for grabs. But to be honest, I, I think I think that's our best team with Wijnaldum in it. because uh, I think the way the way that, that midfield works together and it, 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 ro- it obviously rotates a little bit and the, the different players do different roles. Henderson does a lot of the running, but Wijnaldum is so strong on the ball when he's got it. And I think he and then you've got Fabinho sitting in who does the tackling and the dirty work behind them. But obviously those two players as well, Henderson and Wijnaldum, are more than capable of dropping deep and doing what Fabinho does for spells of the game as well when we need to. I just think there's something about the way that, that midfield dynamic gels together and works on the pitch that means that, that it completes that best 11. Now, there is there is a, a you know a case to be made for Chamberlain coming in or, or even Cater, um, you know, for that little bit more attacking edge. But I think in a, in a game this big, I, I want I, I want that midfield that's the most tried and tested, and, and 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 I think I think that's what he'll go with. I I, I agree with that, and uh, at all like you know there are times and a place for maybe throwing an Abby Cater or an Oxley Chamberlain in, and Ox has done really well in the past against Manchester City. Actually, to be fair, yeah. But for me, I, I'm kind of with Ben. I want that battle-hardened midfield three that have played so often together. Where do you sit? Yeah, no, I I agree with the both views in that respect, really, because for me, it's more a case of as well, they've got. They've got themselves, as what George was saying before, they've got themselves to this point now. Not only have they got the monkey off the back of winning the Premier League, that midfield can enjoy themselves now in the mm. same way that the front three can. So the, the shackles are off ultimately and they're not going to feel that extra pressure that has been kind of there. Jordan Henderson hopefully now doesn't feel that burden of my one sole responsibility in a Liverpool shirt is to lift up the Premier because he knows that is about to happen any day now. So... He can start spraying 60, you know, 40, 50 yard balls and just hoping, you know, he might not get them all right, but no one's going to start booing him. No one's going to kick off. So hopefully for me, that midfield in itself can go up another gear now. Mm. And and they need to really be in it up against a, a, an amazing side in City to really see if we, they've got that potential in them. And I think they have anyway. But that's for me is the, this is where the opportunities start. And the, the, there's such a, 
a great chance for the likes of Eugenie Wijnaldum. He's been an unsung hero for us all season. Do you know what I mean? He deserves a big... He should have scored a few goals in the last game, bear in mind. I think he could have almost had a hat-trick. Yeah. But he still puts himself about and he does deserve to, you know, to go out with his chest high, his head held high uh, and, you know, do the business for us. I think the other thing is as well, when it comes to Liverpool and Man when you compare the two midfields and the options that both teams have... I've got no idea what midfield Manchester City are going to play, to be honest, because they've got so because they they switch it up all the time. They've got Gundogan, they've got David Silva, they've got Bernardo Silva who can play in there. They've got obviously got De Bruyne who's definitely going to start. Rodri, but Fernandinho suspended, so he's not going to play. But there's so many different ways that Guardiola could go, and I think as a result that that standard midfield three that we've just been talking about with Wijnaldum in there, I think that gives us the best chance, no matter what what midfield we come up against because Guardiola could feasibly play um, Gundogan, Rodri and De Bruyne say, Even midfield. Foden, you forgot to mention Foden yeah. Phil yeah. Foden is, uh, is another one who could well start this game by the way because I think you know he's, he's been playing well and I think he, he'll, he'll definitely be on the list to be playing so, but if, if, for example, he goes, Guardiola goes with Gundogan, Rodri and De Bruyne, now, I don't think he will, but you'd argue that that's more of a defensive-minded midfield because Rodri's more of a sitting-in player. De Bruyne yeah. can do all of it. And then you've got, De, uh, sorry, you've got Gundogan who can do a bit of both and then you've got De Bruyne who can go onwards. Now, if it, but on the, on the flip side, he could play David Silva, Foden and De Bruyne if he wants to go for goals you know what I mean so you've got City seems to have a few more options than others in midfield and I just I, think if he, if he plays that standard midfield three then we're best equipped to deal with whatever team Guardiola puts out I think he's looking to put out his Champions League final team if I'm being completely honest with you, apart from Fernandinho, I think in his mind, obviously I'm not in it, but I can imagine he'd want to be able to see this is a kind of acid test for that environment. It's going to be, you know, there's not going to be fans in it, but this could be the biggest game of your season now. And if the Champions League was played on Thursday, who would he be fielding for that game? And I think that'll be his kind of thinking behind it. I hope he gets ahead of himself because they definitely haven't qualified for that final yet. Uh, I'm not sure they've ever done it. Um, so we've got score predictions before we go, but a little bit of injury news as well. Joel Matip has been ruled out for the rest of the season. So I, I guess that that would just mean that it's a Joe Gomez uh, and Virgil van Dijk centre-back partnership in this game. Uh, Shaqiri supposed to still be a doubt at this point in time. Milner supposed to still be a doubt at this point in time. Um, and then for, obviously we've mentioned it, Fernandinho will be suspended who is going to before we do score predictions Georgia who is the one who is going to embarrass Nicholas Otamendi I, I'd like a bit of a wild card Henderson oh go ahead I'd love it for him to just drop a shoulder out of nowhere and Otamendi be on the floor and oh. then ping, you know ping a ball across I'd, I'd yeah. love that I'd take that I'd take that. I'd take yeah. that. I'd take that. You know why I'd take that? Because Liverpool are the Premier League champions. Liverpool are the European champions. Liverpool are the best team in the world. Send the team from fucking Mars if you want. We'll beat them too. Um, score predictions. Ben Kelly for this game. Uh, Manchester City 1, Liverpool 2. Mm, Errol? Tight game. Tight game. Yeah, we've not conceded since the restart, have we? So I, I'm, I reckon we'll still keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go for a comprehensive 3-0. Oh! <laughs> Boom. Shots fired. <laughs> Georgia? That was going to be my show, so I'll three now. Wow. Okay. Yes, oh, Georgia. 
Good I'm game. with Ben on this one. Chris, I'm, I'm yeah. going 2-1. I'm going 2-1. I'm with Ben on this one. I think I think we concede and we win the game. Um, but yeah, there you go. Don't forget to like the video. Check out the RedmenTV.com as well. It is just £5 a month and you do get access to that fantastic show uh, with Jay Spear, former Liverpool player, and the two matrons, senior and normal um thank you very much for watching as i say drop a like leave your thoughts in the comment section we'll see you next time hopefully for this liverpool manchester city game because we're doing another watch on get there small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.